Radio Free Friday on the front page. Call now and bring the heat. Call 520-KJLH. The fire. The fire. Radio Free 102.3 KJLH. It's the front page. Oh yeah, I told you it was a busy day, and we're glad it is. Glenn Ellis is here. He's co-hosting today. He's actually got a book signing uh, on tomorrow after our town hall meeting. You've got a busy day tomorrow. Tomorrow's a town hall meeting at Faithful Central uh, Bible Church, the Tabernacle, here in Inglewood. And then after that, you can go over to Crenshaw, to the Starbucks. Crenshaw and Coliseum. For the signing of Information is the Best Medicine. That's Glenn Ellis's book. But joining us right now in studio... Uh, she's a criminal defense attorney in Beverly Hills. She handles felonies, misdemeanors, and select excessive force cases throughout Southern California. She's licensed in the state of California, the U.S. District Court in the Central and Southern Districts, and the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. Carrie Harper is joining us. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, thank you for getting up early. I know you, you have a lot on your plate uh, this morning. Um, and you are the attorney for Kendrick McDade. This is a young man, and perhaps locally a little bit overshadowed by the case of Trayvon Martin, although in some ways they're hauntingly similar. They do have some similarities. I represent the family of um, Mr. McDade, who was shot while he was unarmed in the streets of Pasadena uh, by two Pasadena police officers, one of which was in a patrol unit when he shot out of the window and that has raised a lot of questions and uh, we were going to hold the chief's feet to the fire to give us answers. So for those not familiar, um, this is a young man who's a college student and now they have arrested the this guy Oscar Carrillo who called 911. This is a guy that called 911 but the police are saying that Carrillo said that there was, first he said there was one gun, then he said there was two guns. And for that reason, they came, you know, ready for a gunfight, basically. That's their, that's their reasoning. They've arrested Carrillo. They're going to charge him with manslaughter, is my understanding. Uh, that is my understanding as well. I do applaud the police for finally arresting Carrillo. However, I have questions because the police knew Carrillo was a liar two and a half days prior to they arrested him. It wasn't until I gave a press uh, press conference regarding um, this man lying and intentionally lying and telling the police that he'd lied on the 911 tape. Um, two hours after that, I received a call from the police chief saying that we intend to, or we have arrested him for manslaughter. Um, now, get, don't get me wrong, Mr. Carrillo is not on my Christmas card list. However, he is not the trigger man that killed this young man in Pasadena. The police officers did. And each police officer has an independent duty to know when to shoot, but more importantly, when not to shoot. And this is also a young man who played football, 19-year-old, a good student. And the, so far, the police department, as you said, they just um, arrested Oscar Carrillo. They've been pretty outspoken about that. But they are still um, concealing the names and the ethnicities of the officers involved in that shooting. Well, how about I tell you that the name of the officer who shot from the car is Officer Matt Griffin, and the name of the officer who shot as a cover unit is Officer Newland. 
So whether they want to conceal it or not, I have no duty to these officers. I have a duty to my my families uh, that are grieving because they have to bury a son and they just gave birth in the same hospital that they had to go and identify their now dead son. They just gave birth to a newborn 11 days before this incident in the same hospital. Ah, so sad. And, you know, um, I had mentioned that we thought the family might be coming to our town hall, but I I spoke prematurely. Carrie Harper is their attorney. She will be there, but the family just too overcome at this point. I I can make best efforts to be there. Um, My primary task now is to provide um, legal counseling and and support for the family. And what Uh, what can we do? I know I know you're getting beat up on <clears throat> some right-wing media outlets and that's what they do. I mean they want to act like experts suddenly they're experts on the black community because of the controversy over diversity. But the reality is, you know, our community is is still our community. And uh, what can we do to support well, they can, the family and they can attempt to beat me up, but, um, you know, uh, good luck with that. I'm not going to stop talking because until they stop accusing my uh, a dead man of allegedly doing a crime uh, without properly investigating it first, I need to speak on behalf of the family because you can't unring the bell when you say someone has done a crime and then say, oh, well, we were wrong. Oh, well, this guy lied. Maybe you should have made sure of that before you called a dead man a criminal. So, let me ask a question. Are we, between both these cases, Trayvon and this young brother here who just lost his life senselessly, obviously, are we really looking at some whole whole new definition of this perceived threat of danger, self-defense kind of... I mean, that's, that looks like the slope that we're sliding down, is that everything now is going to be like... a. Uh, it will be determined by whether you feel you are reasonably in danger and you can then justify this deadly force. And that interpretation of danger is going to be based upon the person who's doing the shooting or the killing in this case. That looks like where we're headed as a society, that this is what the standard is going to be. Well, I think that's where the South is headed, and they're trying to push it across the nation as we see this standard ground law. But is the same thing? I think we're pushing back. I think we're going to push back. I don't think we are going to allow this. I think unchecked, that's where we're headed. Yeah. But uh, we can see by the people taking to the streets, to Twitter, to town hall meetings, like the one we're having uh, tomorrow, that people are not going to allow this. We. Are, I'm sorry, whether it's birth control... Or shooting black people in the streets. We are not going back. Uh, you know, Mitt Romney, Newt Gingrich, uh, you know, the Sanford Police Department or or the state Pass attorney's office. The or the, the, we're not going back. Yeah. We're not. And that's going to take some um, some pushback. Well, By the way, you know, we, we've if been... I could, oh, if go I, ahead. If I could just say... Um, I've been busy dealing with the matter here locally and the shooting and death of Mr. Kendrick McDade. Uh, However, with the Zimmerman matter, um, of course, the similarities there are obvious because it's an unarmed black man involved. And um, but but the differences here is that here in Pasadena, the police officers have a higher standard than a citizen. Whether Mr. Zimmerman was a wannabe cop or not, um, that's his issue. But in Pasadena, these were sworn police officers, trained. They go through training. They have a higher standard. They have more knowledge. They know they need to secure certain facts. And you, and what's more telling 
is what's not in any of the documents that I've reviewed or any of my independent investigations. The officers in Pasadena never said they saw a gun when before they shot. Forget about Mr. Carrillo. He's, he's, he's done his felony, and he should be prosecuted for a felony. Whether it's manslaughter, you know, good luck with making that charge, but he did make a felonious false report. But here, the police officers can't just say, we got a call, the caller said we thought he had a gun. They have to independently make a decision that they believe this man is about to kill them. And if not them, someone else. You just cannot shoot because someone looks like they're grabbing their waistbands. Well, I mean, the perfect example is the radio. People call us all the time and say, you know, I am Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. I am, this is Tony Braxton. This is President Barack Obama. We have to verify that. We don't, and we're not cops. And we it, don't just and take it's you not, at your word. By the way, it's not illegal to grab your waistband. By the way, some of these but kids But it's dangerous, are, though. It may be dangerous, but, you know, if you're a police officer, one of the uh, common things that police officers do, unfortunately, not all, but some, uh, they do uh, detain young black men who happen to wear their pants at their waistline. Now, if these young black men are walking in order to keep their pants from falling to their knees, they commonly hold their waistband, their waistband up so they're... Butts aren't showing. Uh, or at least not the whole butt. The, well, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's the front page. I just wanted to say that um, I want to thank Jasmine Canick. She's been working really hard. Along with our team, we have a great team. Uh, Dominic Dreidy, too. Dal Taleb, uh, Angela Hoffman, Avi Bernard. He's not here, but he's here in spirit. And Abid. But uh, Jasmine was on with on Fox News with Bill O'Reilly this week. And she's going to be uh, today on CNN Headline News at 4 o'clock talking about the latest developments the Trayvon Martin case with Jane Velez. So we want to support her by watching that. Also, we've been talking about the Trayvon Martin case all week long, and you can download our coverage now. It's available for you to download for free at DominiqueDeprima.com and on iTunes. Uh, on iTunes, the keyword would be KJLH, front page for Dominique DePrima. You know, you can hear what Roland Martin had to say, what uh, Jesse Muhammad said, Andre Eglishon, the Florida Congress members, Corrine Brown and uh, Federico Wilson, rapper Jasiri X, all of that, Michael Skolnick from Global Grind, and the attorney Benjamin Crump for the Martin family. And later today, you'll be able to hear um, uh, about uh, the McDade case, Carrie Harper, if you missed it. All of this and Glenn Ellis, it's all going to be up on iTunes. So I wanted to remind people to go there. And, I, you know... When it seems like part two of these cases, and sometimes part one, is the smear campaign against the victim. It, it took longer with Trayvon Martin. It seemed like we were getting a lot of facts. There was a lot of galvanizing and marching. And then the smear campaign started. You know, he was really bigger. He supposedly had this Twitter account and this nickname. He supposedly had an empty marijuana baggie. and his, All this stuff which has nothing to do with the case, by the way, and which are not punishable by death anywhere that I exactly. know about. But it, it seems like the same thing is happening with, uh, with Kendrick. It's a common tactic to put the victim on trial if you don't have anything else that you can offer, or if you can't explain the circumstances, of, or if they look suspicious. I mean, so, so, it, they're, so they're, they're saying he, he did a burglary or that he... Uh, Actually, they are not acute. There well, was so allegations of a robbery. The yeah. There was initial allegations of a robbery. Um, 
there was no robbery. It's questionable if there was a felony uh, that occurred uh, by anyone but Carrillo that night. He seems to be the only felon. And we are uh, hearing rumors that that he knew... who, Kendrick Carrillo, Oscar Carrillo, that he may have knew him, known him or encountered him before, so there could have been other motivations behind it. Actually, um, I'm, I, my investigations have led me to believe that it was uh, another minor whose name I'm not going to mention that was involved in the incident who is now in custody that uh, knew Carrillo from working at a cell phone location, and uh, there may have been some bad blood between them. Because Carrillo has told the police that he made the false report because he was mad. And is, I because mean, he was, quote, what, mad. What about he, these these uh, rumors about a love triangle or, or some hateration around the uh, who McDade might have been dating? Is that just rumor? Oh, I can't comment on that. And, and really, the... I'm dealing with a young man who's been killed by police. So, well, I guess people are searching for a motive about why, you know, this guy would have set up this young man. You know, I I believe what the person you're speaking of is the minor who's still alive. That okay. there was bad blood between Carrillo and the minor who's in custody. My client, Mr. McDade, is just in the wrong place at the wrong time at night. And it, it was unfortunate for him. That's the information I have. In the wrong place, at the wrong time. Being black it, at night, apparently. Right, right. And, you know, Dominique, real quickly, you know, we got to look at all of this in the context of this castle doctrine that's going on. I think there are 24 states now that have a castle doctrine that, you know, if you come on my property, I, ha- I can kill you if I feel that there's any... He was on a public well, street. Well, I'm just saying all of this stuff, there's a bigger there's a bigger conversation I'm saying that I think that we got to pay, pay attention to that's going on. The castle doctrine, stand your ground. I think that stand your ground of, is a step to the right of it, any castle doctrine because well, you can be saying, killed anywhere. anywhere. I'm just saying you got to look at how this this landscape is really evolving right under our feet. And so, and then, uh, Kendra, I wanted to ask about... Real quick, what, real does quick. The, does the, police, does the policeman, want, you know, you have, they have a higher standard, but do they still have the right to defend themselves if they feel of they're threatened? Of course. If they feel they're threatened. Of course. Is and that we, separate and apart from being a cop? Listen, and let me just say this. We want our police officers to defend themselves if they feel threatened. We want them and count on them to defend us. And 90% of officers are putting their lives on the line every day and they join this business for the good of the community and they're out there doing their job. We hear about the 10%, the step over the line, and we hear about the cover-up. Sometimes it's hard for cops to admit, my bad, I made a mistake. That is the problem I have. If you messed up, if it was a bad shoot, say it. Don't try and cover it up. The problem happens is when higher-ups try and cover up the acts of officers when they know they've messed up. Gotcha. Everybody makes mistakes, even cops. Cops are human. We love cops. We support cops. But the bad cops ruin the bunch, and they make people like me go after the bad cops, and I won't stop. And I'm doing it for the 90% who are out there doing the job right. Good point. Excellent point. It's already 5.59. Um, Steve Harvey's up next. Um, 
Carrie, what, do you have a website? Is there a way that people can uh, can reach uh, reach out to you, reach out to the family? Yes, uh, my website is www.attorneyharper.com. I will be put, uh, the family is um, in need of assistance in the burial of their young your, their young son. Uh, he was the apple of their eye. He was a football superstar, uh, many trophies and awards, and now they want a respectful um, burial for them and simply cannot afford it, so I will be putting the account information on my website, um, www.attorneyharper.com. Thank you so much for coming in this morning. It's great to see you. You're welcome. And uh, don't forget, we have our town hall meeting, Black Men Standing Our Ground, Justice for Trayvon Martin, uh, Saturday. From 8 to 11 in Inglewood at the Faithful Central Bible Church, the Tabernacle in Inglewood. And, of course, Glenn Ellis will be at the Starbucks on Crenshaw. And Coliseum, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Thank you. And GlennEllis.com is your website. Exactly. We'll have that all over. Thanks, Dominique. And if you get a chance to stop by Mothers of Africa, help us celebrate Dr. David Horn. And, and yes, me too. Uh, (laughs) That's going on tomorrow as, as well in the evening. As you go on your way about your day, let's take a quick moment to affirm ourselves. Let's take a deep breath in and let us release. Today, let me remember I'm entitled to the best life has to offer. I can ask for what I want and deserve and expect to receive all that is for my own good. In the midst of confusion, I will be still and tell the truth. Till next time, Radio Free Family. One love.